following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Red Bull? Mm. No. <laughs> Red Bull in the ditch. It's just hyper. Holy cow. I've never been. Even my kids and my dog aren't as excited to see me when I come I know. He's, he's pretty fired Holy up on, cow. Uh, Love the on dog. Tuesday night. The official mascot of the intentional foul, Dan's dog, Euchre. Um, yeah. that's It's it's cool. I love that you have a puppy. Um, it kind of makes me want to get one. But then oh, I realized Jesus. what a crazy, insane dog that I have that's only like three and a half years it's not old. like a girl with, ba- I know, with, with babies. Right? Like, oh, you have a baby? You I want a baby. baby. That's right. <laughs> so I, I, can get, I can get my fill here and then go home and not have to deal with that. Yeah, and just for context, this, sure. this is episode 92. I know. we were. I think we, we were, were one off, off last week. So no, that, That's right. I couldn't figure that out. We got it. We still got to brainstorm what we're going to do for the 100th. I know. We'll probably procrastinate until we're the, the 99th. Then we'll go, what are we doing next week? And then even then we'll show then up for we'll, the 100th. Yeah. You got anything? No. Do you have anything? No. So if anybody's got any ideas, let us know. I mean, we're we're certainly willing to work with the with the with the little people. I'm so. not going back and listening to 99 episodes to make a highlight reel Ugh. or anything like that. No, not going to do that. No. I kind of want to get Bear on. I thought that would be a decent guest. Yeah, we could for number 100 because I think the Badgers will still be playing. He'll be able to talk about that. He'd probably do that. I mean, and he'd he'd have some add some levity to the show. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. We can tear him away. I I don't know if tonight's trivia night for him. I think every night's trivia night for Bear, so. He is really, really excited. I don't know if he's good at trivia or it's his team. I haven't been able to figure that out. I I think I know what he would tell you. you, I was going to say, if you ask him, he's carrying everybody. Of course. All right. So, coming up on this edition of the Intentional Foul, Tom Brady still thinks it's third down. Dak's foot falls off, and a rerun of the Andy Griffith show outrates LeBron in the finals. All that and more. I like what you call yeah, it. Yeah, see, I might, I might have a second career as a headline. This writer. is good. It's not bad. This is really good. So we've, uh, we've got a lot to talk about. As always, it's going to be football-centric. We'll touch on uh, Major League Baseball, the NBA. Uh, the Badgers start in a week and a half. Dan didn't even know that they were coming up. And then uh, the WIAA released some high school protocols 21 pages worth last Friday, which has generated some great discussion on social media, which should not be a phrase that exists ever. Because it doesn't. That's what I mean. (laughs) Great discussion on social media. That's not a thing. Hey. uh, Yeah. Bears are 4 1. I knew that. I was swallowed my gum. Yeah. I knew that's where you're going to start with. Yeah, I yes. didn't know if you knew. I, you, I, you had been busy this weekend. I, I wasn't picked sure. That up. Nope, you're right. I wasn't sure if you knew. <laughs> you're right. Maybe um, Al left that off of the sports on Friday. I didn't know. A lot of things off of the sports on Friday. Okay. Bears, <laughs> last Thursday with the victory over Tampa Bay, I watched a lot of this game, and I think like you, I, I don't remember much of it. Couldn't tell you what no. happened. No, I and as I thought about it today, there were like bits and pieces that flashed back to me. But um, I mean, there's only one that really stands out, and the, I mean, for Tampa, and that's Tom Brady thinking it was. It's 
thinking was third down. Yeah, that was uh, at the end of the game. That was right. very surprising. Um, but I don't know. He's forty three. You think you have? You he know? used to have coaches take care of that for him, and now yeah. it's like, hey man, you got to run. We don't have these I mean, luxuries it's here. It's not like unprecedented. I've, we've no. seen people do it before. Right. You've just never seen him do it at the end of a game like that. So, uh, but Bears take care of business, twenty to nineteen. Um, you know, Foles was okay. He had a bad interception early. Uh, Bears got behind. He had a stretch at the end of the second quarter where he had back-to-back touchdown drives where he looked like Philadelphia Nick Foles. I mean, he was dropping some dimes, uh, making really good decisions, and uh, gave the Bears the lead going into the half. Um, you know, the the Bears' D has been interesting this year. They've had moments where they can't stop the run. Um, they've had moments where they can't get to the quarterback. Um, they had him in this game, but they also had some moments where they were all over Brady. And uh, Khalil Mack had a field day um, getting to the quarterback, getting pressures, getting hurries, affecting the pass. Well, he's up against a rookie. Isn't that that he, Tristan who, Wirfs who, guy? Who I he think. gave a ridiculous hip toss to in the game. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, just a, just a one-armed hip toss of a 330-pound dude. Textbook WWE yeah. hip toss. And he did uh, take a little extra liberties with Brady on one sack that, that he got called for uh, uh, roughing the passer on. You know, it, I thought it was close. I, I could see it, and Brady's 43, and he got up and was barking. He didn't like it. But, um, you know, the bear, the Bears' pass rush and being able to, to, to move Brady off his spot, it really exposed his glaring weakness of just not being able to move and not wanting to get hit. Um, and he was barking at his linemen. Um, and his line didn't do them any favors. They had one series where they had a first and 30 because they had like a holding, and then one of their linemen headbutted a dude, so they got pushed back. And then they ended up getting the first down, and then they had like another stupid penalty, so they were first and 20 again. And Brady went to the sideline and just went off on those guys. Well, and I, I don't blame him, honestly. Did I read somewhere at the start of the season that Bruce Arians' teams are fundamentally uh, one of the least disciplined? Yeah, they're sloppy. Yeah, they're sloppy. So I mean, and that was at, I think they at, at were previous top, jobs. Yeah, yeah. They, they were top five last year in penalties. So I mean, this, this is new. This right. is what they do. The, right, exactly. And I'm sure that's very jarring for Brady. I mean, you spend 20 years under Belichick, who's as meticulous and detailed as they come, and then you go play for more or less a gunslinger. I mean, Bruce Arians is like the coaching version of Favre. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's, like, magical, but other times you're like, oh, boy, <laughs> this is not going to work out well here. Right. Um, wrong guy, wrong time for the – I mean, I'm sure you could get a dude that would fit perfectly. Not sure that's Tom Brady at age whatever he is. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know – Tampa's got some guys banged up. Godwin is one of their big weapons. He didn't play. He's been out a little bit. Uh, Evans has been banged up all year. They lost O.J. Howard. Um, they're they're trying to, you know, I mean, Gronkowski, let's face it, he didn't play football for over a year. Um, and he's really been slow coming back. They haven't used him a lot. So I'll be interested to see how long this Brady thing lasts and whether Gronk is kind of tied to him at the hip like it seemed like he was in New England and now coming back to Tampa. Well, it's a two-year deal, two-year, right? Yeah. So, I mean, but are they going to save? Are they going to move on? I mean, you know, I mean, I could see a couple of things happening. And then, so if Brady goes and he says, forget it, or they, they, they cut him and they want to go to somebody else, 
You know, does Gronk say, "Well, I'm not playing with anybody at this guy's again, so I'm going to leave too"? I think you got. I think if you're Tampa this year, especially, I mean, you kind of look around the NFC. You got chances and, well, to do stuff. You do. I mean, you're like, look, the Packers are good. Uh, I think Seattle is can be good. I think the Rams can be good. After that, I don't know. I don't know that there's anybody else. You probably could have included Dallas in there before this weekend, maybe right. if their defense if their would, defense would pick it up a right. little bit. But yeah, there's there's not a lot of depth in the NFC this year, and no. I think the Bears are in the same boat. A lot of trade rumors with the Bears this week that I read. Okay. Um, I saw them linked to a couple of quarterbacks. Interestingly enough, um, the recently demoted Dwayne Haskins. Okay. The recently demoted slash injured Sam Darnold, um, as what, guys to kind of take that? take a flyer on on a, on a on a you know on a on a nice team friendly deal. But I guess if you're four and one, what does that do for you? Well, that's just long term thinking because I mean, let's face it, Foles, Foles. is not going to be around much right. after probably this year and or next year at the latest. Trubisky's done. So you Trubisky's need, done. You need people, right? I get it. Um, I saw them linked to a D tackle for the Jets. Um, you know, losing Eddie Goldman has has hurt them, and uh, there's I can't his name escapes me right now. He's 34. He's he's an older guy. He's on the last year of his deal, and the Jets are awful. Um, I saw them linked to Devontae Parker, wide receiver mm-hmm. in Miami, as as somebody to pair along with Robinson um, to kind of beef up that receiving core a little bit. Um, and then I think they're going to have to make a move on their line because they lost James Daniels for the year with a torn pack. So he is, I believe, their right guard. He was a center at Iowa. They they tried him at center last year. Uh, it didn't work. They flipped him in white hair. But uh, that's a big loss for the Bears. Their line is not that, is not that good anyway. To begin with. Yeah. They've really struggled to run the ball. Um, so I don't know. I, I would think they're going to have to do something there. But if you're 4-1 and one and you're in the NFC, I think right now, like, like the quarterback thing, if you want a long-term plan, that's fine. But... You got to do something to upgrade your upgrade your team right now well, if you're looking at yes. the entire landscape. And the and the guy from the Jets, the D tackle or Parker that, yeah. at wide receiver would be something to do that. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think if you're naggy in your pace and you can get somebody without having to give up much at all, you got to go for it this year because you're you know Minnesota is done. I mean they're one and four. They're a mess. Dalvin Cook is probably going to miss a game or two um they're they're done and the lions are the lions so really you're 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 dealing with green bay in your division and then we just laid out the rest of the nfc is not that good there's mm-hmm. opportunities and then you add in the seventh playoff spot now there's there's an opportunity to right. sneak in there and and, and football more than anything if you get into the tournament it you never anything know. you never know. Packers got to the one Super Bowl from the sixth seed, I yeah. think it was. Yeah. So I mean, do you the you, Giants, the Eli's go, Giants did it twice. I yeah. mean, it, it's certainly doable if you get hot and, I mean, and shit. you get the right well, they, circumstances. The year, the, the year Philly won the Super Bowl with Foles, I mean, they had a good team, but nobody was picking them. No, everybody's like, "Yes, Nick Foles, isn't that winning?" And then look what happened. Look what so happened. you never know. What uh, what are you thinking about Carolina on Sunday? You got to go on the road. I don't like the matchup. Doesn't much matter, but Bridgewater, man, I think that Carolina team's better than People you think. think because they don't have any stars. Well, their stars hurt, right? You know, um, they got a new coach. Um, they got Bridgewater, who we've talked about. He's good. He's a good player, and uh, they got they got a few weapons on the outside. Good defense. So 
Um, that's going to be a tough one for the Bears. If they play the way they played against Tampa, they are not winning the, against Carolina. I can promise you that. What is Carolina now? Three and two. Three and two. Okay. Yeah. That seems to be a team that I mean, three and two is not much to talk about. I mean, right now in in the NFC, but I mean, that's anything above five hundred right now in the NFC, and you got a chance to do something. Yep. Um, but I I feel like that's one of those teams that not many people are talking about. No, and, and that it's, might be sneaky good. Well, right, and and if if they played, you know, if they played Tampa or New Orleans in a division game and got beat thirty-five to fourteen, you wouldn't really bat an eye at it. No, but they could also beat pretty much anybody in the league outside of maybe Green Bay and Kansas City. I don't think I would be surprised at that either. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. It, it would be uh, it'd be a good one to get for them on the road. They've already got a couple of road wins this year. The Bears do, but. Um, I think this will be a tough one to get. Packers had the bye. They had a bunch of people back at practice. I mean, long-term, we talked about this last week. Devontae Adams was ready. He tweeted, uh, you know, that he was ready, and people know his body better than him, and then he deleted it. Well, they um, knew they didn't need him. Right. That's why no, he didn't play. No, and and they were looking at the long-term yeah. ramifications of the season, and I think that's probably the best thing. He was back. Kenny Clark's back. Um, two guys that were missing – um, Kevin King, the corner, and I don't remember what the injury was, but I heard it this morning. I'm not diving into sports as I normally am every morning, so I'm not as plugged in now with, with Begsy being gone. But um, that's that's an interesting one. I mean, he's he's been up and down. He's made a couple of tackles. He's missed a couple of tackles, but he's actually been pretty solid in pass coverage. Just when you ask him to tackle the ball carrier, mm-hmm. there generally seems to be a problem unless he comes up with a big play, which he seems to do once or twice a game. Um, but he's really the only injury that um, that uh, has cropped up here. I think that'll matter going forward into the weekend. But everybody had to stay in Green Bay, which, you know, hot spot area right now in Wisconsin. They went in daily for coronavirus testing. Um, Rogers was on, you know, McAfee show and, Said, yeah, it sucks. I look forward to the bye week. Look forward to getting out, playing golf, you know, doing whatever, just having some free time. And but I think, like with twenty twenty, everybody's just having to suck it up. Yep, you gotta like, suck it up. Yep. This, I mean, this is an anomaly year. Hopefully, we won't be dealing with this crap next year. So you just chalk it up with, okay, deal with it this year and just f- figure it out later. Well, and I, I think that the players around the league have to have taken notice with what has happened with uh, the Titans for sure, and now with the Patriots. Yep. And not only is the possibility of a of a team outbreak there, but you put yourself in a really bad spot football wise and health wise, not not coronavirus health wise, but like physical body injury health wise, because you're going to have to squeeze more games into a shorter window. Got to get the games in, unless the NFL, which they should do. Just has like An what is it, like a twenty. Just have a twenty week season. Right. Just extend it out a couple of weeks. Right. So if so if teams need to play, we have this extra yeah. one, or you get an extra bye week. Everybody can heal up. I don't know what the problem with that would be to begin with. I mean, I don't know if you need to be out by a certain time. Because Tennessee now plays. They're playing right now as we record yes. this. They play on Sunday at noon. That's I mean that's, that's a four day turnaround. That's that's a Sunday to Thursday, pretty ba- much basically. Right. So yeah. I don't know 
are they going to get excused from their Thursday game at some point? How's that going to work? I don't know. They're not even having a Thursday game this week Somebody now? put that this whole thing has now affected eight other teams scheduling because it has a domino effect sure. on what you do and how you reschedule. Like, well, we got to push this back. Well, they were supposed to play them, so then they can't play. Then they were supposed to play them, then they can't play. So, I mean, it's, you need to find, again, there are smarter people. I'm sure there are computer programs with algorithms to figure all this shit out about who can play when. But, I, I mean, I like that idea. It's just add an extra week for, you know, this kind of stuff. What the hell difference does it make if you play the Super Bowl in March? It doesn't. Is anybody going to cry about that? So what, where may, is it may, this year? Do you may, know where maybe, it is? I don't. Okay. Maybe you leak into a little NCAA basketball, but, I mean, the Super Bowl is on a Sunday. It's not like it's every. they don't play every day of the week, so who cares? Right, and I'm and I'm sure if you do, if you try to get an, into an extra week where the weather could potentially, if it's not already perfect wherever it is, um, then I think you can probably be safe that nobody's going to argue with that. I did find it kind of silly that uh, a few of the Bron- Broncos, including uh, Melvin Gordon, were tweeting their displeasure at their game being moved and saying how they didn't do anything wrong and they're getting punished. And it's like, dude, what, what, what are you, stupid? Like, what is the NFL supposed to do? Did you just want to, like, were you asking for a forfeit? Right. And that's that's what I do. Some of the players are like the NFL doesn't care about its players, and I'm like, really? Because they're they're trying to get these games, and I get it. There's revenue attached, and you need to make money, and the teams want to make money, and the but, TV networks want to put the right. games on. But everybody's losing money this year because there's no fans in the stands. I don't know what the TV contract is. I know the Badger organization. I know that's college football, but they're losing you know hundreds of millions of dollars. Even the TV revenue is not going to make that up. So I don't know where the comparison is with the NFL, but it would it would seem like, listen, everybody is in a sinking ship right now. You just It's just a matter of how fast you can stay afloat, how long you can stay afloat. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like everybody kind of needs to understand that we're, everybody is in the situation. It's not they don't like your team. It's not like they don't like your players. It's They're trying to do this for the good of the league and the good of football itself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I would think there'd be a little bit better... What's the phrase that I'm looking for? It's just a better way of looking at it, you know, I guess. Super Bowl's in Atlanta this year, so, I mean, if you, even if you push it back, it's still warm weather. It doesn't matter. Um, the, the the only thing that matters is that the stadium that's holding the Super Bowl will not have Chick Fil A open because it's Sunday. Mm. That that's too bad. Well, there probably won't be anybody there anyway. So right, that's well, they're selling tickets for the for the baseball NLCS and ALCS and World Series. The World Series is already sold out. God bless Texas. God bless Texas. All right, you want to get to the Week Four results? Yeah, Carolina beat Atlanta and. Adios, Dan Quinn. Did they fire the general manager, yeah, too? Yep. So both of them are gone. Clean house. And that's what we talked about last and, week. And the owner did not at even remotely close give a vote of confidence to, to the Ryan. long-term viability of Matt Ryan, who I looked up his contract yesterday when I saw that, and it's ugly. You mean cap hit-wise? Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, I think $75 million for, like, dead cap this year and, like, down to 46 next year. It's It's a lot. It's a lot. Well, I mean, if that's what you're going to do and you got to start over, you got to give the general manager carte blanche to pick a coach so that they are, you know, we talked yeah. about this with the Bears. That's mm-hmm. generally how you got to do it unless, you know, the GM has done an okay job and, and you keep him. Otherwise, both guys are gone. Hire the GM. Yeah, that's what you don't want to do. Hire the coach first, then hire the general manager. Right. And then the GM goes, wait a minute. Who's this putz? Right, exactly. I don't want to run the wishbone. It's 2020. 
<laughs> Get Tom Osborne out of here. <laughs> no, but you know what will happen to Atlanta now? They're 0-5. They fired their coach. Now they're, they'll probably end up 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah. They're going to screw themselves, and they're going to get out yeah, of the Trevor track. Lawrence. That's right. The Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. So, Raiders, this was a surprising. Very. What is that? Very. High-scoring game back well, and forth, but they beat the Chiefs. Short week, I believe, for the Chiefs. They played Monday night. Um, but they didn't look very good uh, in their last game against the Patriots, I didn't think. Um, but they still scored 32 points. Mahomes played pretty well. Their defense just didn't show up. And I think the Raiders are a team a little bit like Carolina. They're a little – I don't know that their record is going to reflect it at the end of the day, but they're better than you think they Scrappy, are. Like, yep. mm-hmm. Dude, give me Josh Jacobs any day as a running back. That kid is really good. I mean, he reminds me so much of Maurice Jones-Drew. Just this little mighty mouse. <laughs> just a, He's just a solid fist, mm-hmm. you know, and he's really good. And uh, David Carr, he can have those games. He's kind of like the AFC's Stafford. That's kind of where you like, we don't want to move on from him because then he'll give you a game like this, but then he'll look completely pedestrian some other games. I was listening to uh, Rosillo's podcast yesterday, and every couple weeks he has Dilfer on, Trent Dilfer. And I like Trent Dilfer. I think he's very, very smart. And he was talking about Gruden and Carr and that relationship, and he said that Derek Carr doesn't want to throw the ball downfield. He, he doesn't want to throw the bomb. He doesn't want to take the shots. And Gruden's like, no, no, no. We have to take those shots because we want to be able to run the ball. And he's like, you're finally seeing it this year where they're taking some shots. That's why they drafted Ruggs, who's a burner. He had the bomb uh, the other day against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Raiders. I mean, I don't know in that division. I think the Chargers are also a little bit better than we thought they were going to be, so I'm not sure they can hang on to second place in that division, but not a bad team. Cardinals by 20 over the Jets, no surprise. I think the big surprise was how Dan Quinn got fired at Adam Gase has still hung He's on to He's got to have job. pitchers. There's, it's like it's like uh, it's like at WrestleMania eight when Flair had pictures of Miss Elizabeth in compromising positions. Gase has got to have something on somebody. How does this guy still have a job? I don't know. It's a great. I mean, question. they're not only bad; they're not even competitive. They're getting their ass kicked. And I, it's weird because the New York media is the harshest, probably in the entire league. What's left to write? I don't know. Like, like how? What else can you write? I mean, the Jets. What the 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 Jets, the Browns, and the Lions—they got to be the three worst, right? The most the most consistent futility, probably. It's got to be like the Jets, and they've they've all had their little moment where they mm-hmm. have a good team, but then they always go back when to they what they are down for years. Like the Jets, what well, they had the two Rex Ryan years, yeah, and then before that, I think the last time they were good was when they had Vinny Testaverde and Bill Parcells, Bill Parcells. in like '98. That's three good teams in 25 years. That's ridiculous. I don't know how you can keep messing that up as consistently as you do before you, uh, whatever. You you have to get lucky at some point, don't you? In what you're drafting and who you get and then who you play. It's amazing, like, right? Can't some a couple of things well, go it, right I, I mean, it, at the same time? It's like the Bears with the quarterback thing. Like, You've taken, you've drafted like thirty five of them, right? You did, you can't get one. You can't hit on one. Yeah, I, like you can go out right now and run in front of a bus thirty five times. I, that, I, that's probably a poor analogy, but 
<laughs> it feel that's what it feels like. It's just running in front of a bus and never having the result that you want. Well, what did you expect? You're going to live through that? Well, I suppose not. Jesus Christ. Pittsburgh wins the battle of Pennsylvania over the Eagles. So, <laughs> I didn't I I again full disclosure didn't watch a lot of football this weekend. So I was I was keeping track on the ticker. I didn't watch anything I think but the Cowboys and we'll get to Prescott and then the Vikings that night. This was a really strange game. So this kid for uh, Pittsburgh, Claypool, Claypool, something like that, four touchdowns. Never heard of him. Um, and then this kid for the Eagles, who had been cut by like three teams, including the Packers in the last year, has like a buck fifty and three touchdowns. And I'm like, oh, Fulgham, yeah. And yeah I'm Fulgham. texting, I'm texting my buddy, and I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? Yep. Travis like, Fulgham, yeah. Are these two these are the two top waiver wire guys this week of in fantasy course. for sure. That Everybody's got to jump. That and the them. Viking backup running back, but Or Andy Dalton. Yeah, or Andy Dalton, maybe, yeah, the Red Rocket. But yeah, I don't know. It was a weird game. Pittsburgh's good. Um Philadelphia is just a weird team. I don't know if they're good or bad. Their record says they're bad. Carson Wentz. <laughs> I've seen him be good, but I've seen him be really bad. I just don't get them. It's they, one of those things where you can't cut them loose. But you'd kind of want to sometimes. Well, they're another team. It's like Miles Sanders is a running back, he, and he's fine. He's like David Montgomery on the Bears. He's fine. But, like, okay, you got Zach Ertz. Alshon Jeffrey's always hurt. Deshaun Jackson's always hurt. Where's the Where's the skill talent on that team? Because Carson Wentz is the guy taking all the shit. Right. Where's the skill talent? I'm not seeing it. Rams by 20 over the Skins. Didn't watch a second of that. <laughs> Not surprised. I can't watch a game of a team that doesn't have a, a name. name. I, I completely respect that. I, I mean, just at its core, and it, the, just from a foundational level, regardless of Come who on. they have on the team or how they're good, fine. Be the turd sandwiches for all I care. Just be something. i got to rewrite my rewrite my headline. <laughs> uh, Baltimore just clobbers the Bengals 27-3. to Burrow, I can't imagine, looked very good in that game. No, their line's bad. Okay. And I, I, I heard a good one. Somebody said that Baltimore is the team in the NFL right now that just pounds the bad teams. Like demoralizes yeah, them? Yeah, like every time they play a shitty team, they just kick the hell out of them. That's too bad. Uh, yeah. That's tough for a rookie, and especially it, And it like didn't Burrow. even sound like Baltimore particularly played very well. I mean, but- I... I mean, if you pounce, I would have expected this to be in, like, the 30s or 40s, but 27-3 to 3 is still an ass-kicking. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know Baltimore. Their ass-kickings can be more physically right. dominating oh, for sure. than point-dominating. Texans win their first game. They beat the Jaguars. I guess I'm not really surprised. The Romeo Cornell era has officially begun. You know, somebody put out a stat because the Packers still have to play them. The last time the Packers were going to run the table... They ran into a interim coached Romeo Cronell team, and I can't remember who it was with. Was it maybe it wasn't with the Titans? I don't think. I can't remember. It, it was last week when this happened, and he got and like, oh, here we go. Houston's <laughs> on the schedule. The Packers are undefeated. Uh, you don't want to go undefeated. By the tape, anyway. you, you don't want to go undefeated. That's no fun. Way too expectation. Yeah. What is happening? I your San Francisco prediction is just looking better every week. The Dolphins? What is that? Uh, Garoppolo's not very good, and he's also hurt. And their defense, I mean, they lost Bosa. That's a huge loss. DeForest Buckner now plays for the Colts. Um, 
you know, I just don't think in this day and age that you can be a team that relies heavily on your defense year in and year out. You got to score. And the 49ers, even last year, I mean, what they throw six passes in the conference mm-hmm. championship game against Green Bay? They were just trying to run the ball, run the ball, and then play defense. And it's like, okay, well, that worked last year, but these other coaches get paid too. And right. they just had eight months to watch film on this shit. And then you lost a bunch of talent and your division got better. So all those combinations go into play for whatever reason, the team that loses the Super Bowl the next year, it's, it's the weirdest thing in sports. I it's, it's really unexplainable how the team that loses in the Super Bowl almost every year, the next year they suck. Is that weird? Is that because they give the competitive advantage now to teams more so? I mean, free agency and you know the draft has made such a big difference for the teams on the low end when you're willing to spend money that nobody wants to remain there. Because you look at how many teams have won Super Bowls and keep their core together. Is it harder to keep a team together from that just by way of money, or because you you don't? I guess you I don't, don't see that unless you're the Patriots who have this system. And they do the things the same way. They have the same guys. They have their plug-and-play you know, points for guys that you, know, you can do it at that particular position. But it's like you get all these. You think of some of the dominant dynasties, and you just don't get that outside of the Patriots in the last you know, 20 years. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. I mean, look at the Rams. Two years ago, they're world beaters. They go to the Super right. Bowl. They come back last year. They didn't lose anybody. Gurley was healthier last year than he was the year before at the end of the year. You trade for Jalen Ramsey, who's, I mean, by all indications, an upgrade, and he got worse. So it's, I don't know, it's just one of those things that's hard to explain. Statement victory, I think, for the Browns beating beating the Colts. I mean, I really do. That's that's a four, right? Four and one? Yes. Right now? Yes. Yeah, and uh, Baker didn't even play that great, um, but... Hate to say it, I think it's over for Phil Rivers. 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 I think it's over. I just... Cleveland's one of those teams for me, and I, I don't have any problem rooting for anybody, you know, on any given day. It's like, oh, I'd like to see this team win or whatever. The Browns are one of those teams that just have been down so much. I want something good to happen for them. It's, it, I mean, it's not like I'm going in week to week say these guys got to win like they're my second favorite team, but... I just like to see a season go right. I feel you, but but I just can't cheer or hope for good things for a team that employs Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield. Okay, I just don't like either one of those guys. That's fair. My I'm just I feel bad for the fan base. Yes, I, I, that's why I'm saying I, I understand what you're saying, but it's like it's kind of more fun when they suck if those two are on the team because <laughs> those two guys are going to take the lion's share of the grief. Sure. And, so, and, and, and I like that. Usually deserve. Right? Yes, okay. I like that. <laughs> uh, Dallas, the the probably the big dominating news for the NFL was Dak Prescott and his sideways ankle. Um, they managed to beat the Giants. Dalton came in. That was even a back-and-forth game before he went out. Um, and then he got hurt, and Dalton came in and led Dallas to a victory because I think if they lose that one, I mean, even if Dak's not hurt and they lose to the Giants – you got to be looking at Mike McCarthy and asking, "What are you doing here?" Right. What well, are you What are you doing for us? 
I I think I don't know how much this has been said, but I don't think Dallas is going to miss that much with him out. Yeah, I was kind of the dude. Andy the Dalton is a he's probably the best backup in the league, and I mean the guy took the Bengals, the Bengals to six playoff appearances. Now, granted, he went zero and six. Still got him there. Still got you there. He's still a ten and six yep. quarterback, and with with Elliott Gallup. C.D. Lamb, Cooper, that Cedric – like, there's a ton of weapons on that Cowboy offense. I mean, if they can keep him upright and the defense can get even 5% better. But that's the thing. Like, you allow 34 points to the Giants, that's bad. Well, I mean, if you're if you're McCarthy now and you're, and you're the Cowboys, don't you have to think about just heavily leaning on Elliott? Oh, for sure. I mean, slow the game down. 25, 30 carries, 35, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, just if you if you figure out that your defense can't stop anybody, then you have to figure out a way to limit their possessions. It's like what we talk about in basketball. It's like you can't keep up with some of these teams mm-hmm. because if you don't score, maybe that's the game. Right. So you turn it in your favor to minimize what the other team can do. You can't try to shoot threes with the Golden State Warriors. You got to find another way to to win, right? And it, that's usually slowing it down. And I don't know that they're going to be capable of doing that because McCarthy he just has forgets proven, to run the ball. He does. I don't get it. I don't get it. And like, I mean, oh, part, we got this really good running back. They that's did right. run it in week one when the game was close and they had a lead. And since then, they've kind of been fighting uphill. So it, it it's a give and take. But um, I think with with Dalton back there, especially in the short term because he's never played with these guys, I would think you got to lean on Elliott, man. Dak had surgery. And you're paying him $90 million. Right. Yes. Use the goddamn guy. Right. For sure. If, right. If you're paying him, use him. Yeah. No question. What does this do? And it was a topic of conversation. I think it was probably a little bit too soon because it came out with all the editorials on, you know, Dak Prescott didn't agree to a contract, so now he's in the franchise tag. Well, he's he's eligible to be tagged next year, and then there's the opportunity to sign a free agent, and that's obviously none of that matters if he signs a deal. I guess if you're both sides, what are you looking at? If you're Dak, do you want less money, or do you say I'm worth every penny because I'll show you? If you're the Cowboys, are you prove it to us? Or, like, how does that – because, I mean, I – this was a prove it to me year that the Cowboys put to Dak in my, you know, we'll pay you this insane amount of money for the franchise tag because that's what you have to do if you tag somebody. Prove it to us, maybe we'll lock, maybe we'll lock you up. We still have another option if we don't want to, you know, commit to that much money. Now you extended that possibly a year. Well, you got to prove it to us next year. You're capable of doing it again before you lock them up. I don't know where where are you with that. Well. Let me just say, first off, I do not feel bad for Dak Prescott monetarily because he got injured. Um, He had every opportunity to sign a very, very, very lucrative lucrative deal. He turned it down, and he rolled the dice. And this is what happens when you roll the dice, unfortunately. I've seen a lot of uh, the talking head ex-NFL players on television and they are all upset with the Cowboys for not just handing him uh, bags and bags and bags of money whenever he wanted. But <clears throat> that's that's not smart business. So They're that's all, not why. That's why Jerry Jones didn't do it. He's a good businessman. And you could not like him. 
but he is a good businessman. The big, the overriding sentiment also that I saw was the franchise tag is so, so bad for players. But it's like, in this instance, if you don't want to pay this guy and you think he's overpaid, that allows you some cushion to not commit a bunch of money in case something happens, and the player still gets paid a lot of money. Well, I read something today that Kirk Cousins said he told Dak Prescott last offseason to uh, the franchise can be your friend, the tag can be your friend, you can make a lot of money in one year, yeah. and he goes, take out an insurance policy on an injury. Whether he did that or not, I don't know. Right. Um, but where do I fall going forward? I mean, if you're Dallas, absolutely, you have to prove it. Um, it's being reported a four- to six-month recovery for yes. him. That would lead you to believe that he wants to play week one next year. Whether he's able or not, we'll see. Um I think that if you're Dallas, you franchise him again, and he's going to make sixty million or so dollars over these two years, and then you see what happens next year. If he can get through the season and he looks fine, give him a deal. Um, if he's not what he once was, or he lo- or he looks like it's going to be a problem going forward, then don't sign him. Um, I think he'll be fine. Uh, Gordon Hayward on the Celtics had a very similar injury a couple of years ago. Oh. It took him about a year and a half to two years to get right. And physically, he's been okay. I think mentally, he's been a little little shaky. I don't know if that'll come into play with Dak. I don't think it will because football players seem to be able to get over that stuff. But, um, boy, it cost him a lot of money, though, because he was going to be able to walk in there at the end of the year right. and have probably... Two or three single-season passing records if the season kept going for them the way it was going, where he might have thrown for close to 6,000 yards right. and close to 60 touchdowns. And, he could say, and maybe ran for another five or seven. You could tell him, I'm not your problem. Right. Look. Exactly. Figure this other shit out. Give me my deal. Yeah, you gave Amari Cooper a bunch of money. He didn't even have a fucking target last week. How's that happen? I, I don't know. All right, uh, Sunday night game was the uh, Vikings and the Seahawks. My, my wife couldn't watch. I stayed up, and I shouldn't have. But it was this is one of those games where it was semi-satisfying because I— Well, you hate both teams, right? Right. So I didn't want one— to, Short but, of the stadium blowing up, you were not going to be completely satisfied. But the way that it happened was soul-crushing for at least one of them. Mm-hmm. That's the only satisfaction that I got out of it is because it was crushing to one of the franchises. If it was just a boat race on one, uh, you know, one side, one-sided victory, fine. Um, I, I wouldn't have cared so much. I would have been a little bit more disappointed. But the dramatics of the game was unbelievable. Zimmer going for it instead of opting for a field goal to put them up by eight and then forcing them to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion. I mean, you got to figure that the odds are a little bit better in your favor than just requiring a touchdown. And what happens, you give the ball to Wilson with two minutes to go, and you and I talked about it before we started rolling, and you're you're at the point now where you give probably seven, eight quarterbacks in the league two minutes to go and put the pressure on them that they need to score. The other team's screwed. I mean, if it's a field goal, they're going to get an attempt. For sure. Yep, they're hundred uh, percent short of a short of a a turnover. Right, but getting they're, they're the going to get zone. an attempt. You're, they're going to get to the other team's yeah. forty. The touchdown thing. I mean, yeah, there's there's four or five or six guys in the league that they get the ball minute minute twenty a timeout. They're scoring. Rogers, Wilson, 
you know, Brady and Breeze, I don't know if they can do it today like they but they did it in the past. Mahomes certainly. Um I, I just don't know how when the game gets sped up and they're going no huddle and and the defense can't sub and you got all this stuff going on and it's basically it's almost like controlled chaos, but the offense is driving the bus and the defense is just scrambling. It's almost impossible to stop. It's like a completely different brand of football in the last couple of minutes of the game. It's weird. One thing that I've noticed as well, seeing the hurry-up offense on a lot of different teams, and this might be just a game-planning situation against the Packers, it seems like a lot of the other teams are allowed to go at a more frenetic pace offensively than the Packers are allowed to, or the referee has to stand over the ball until the defensive substitutions are made. Because it seems like whenever the Packers go into hurry-up, the opponent's defenses are prepared, or the coaches are like, we got to slow this down. They have to allow us to substitute before they get off. So, like, we're going to take our time. But it, it doesn't seem like some of the other coaches are prepared for that because it seems like Wilson and the Seahawks went down the field in a light speed. I don't, I, I, just, I, I don't know what the hell's going on with the Vikings. I mean, Zimmer's, Zimmer has had a bad year. Oh, he's had the, one of the yeah. worst. Aside from going not like having a victory, he's had one of the worst years. Yeah, he's had a bad coaching year. Yes. So some of these some of these guys, they you know, we talked about it a hundred times. They overthink it yep. and they make the same mistakes and they don't learn and I don't know. I just don't know why you would ever allow Russell Wilson to beat you in regulation. If you go for the field goal and you make it, he, the worst is a tie. But you're going to allow him to beat you in regulation after, you know, you had the lead, you blew the lead, you took the lead back, and then you choke it away. Like, if you have fans there and it's an environment that maybe tips the scales in your favor and you have a chance to stomp on their throat and really close it out, that's different. The environment's not the same this year. Well, and I did hear Collinsworth say, if there were fans there, he kicks the field goal. Because down at that end part of the end zone, they would have never been able to hear. They would have just said, piss on it, we'll kick the field goal and take the points. But with no fans there, they, he, he, Collinsworth thought he was being a little bit riskier. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I didn't watch any of the the Monday night game with the Saints and the Chargers. Monday night, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I hear that Herbert played okay. And it's it's because you continually hear this, and especially from a lot of the Wisconsin Badger beat writers, it's like, and, and you even said so too, you watched Herbert in the Rose Bowl and you're like, this guy's a top 10 quarterback. Well, you knew he was an athlete. Well, of you course. just didn't know that he was a good quarterback. Can it translate to an NFL exactly. pro-style quarterback? And now he's probably... One of the guy, one of the. I mean, who else is a rookie right now besides Burrow? Burrow? But I think Tua. Herb, he hadn't even played. But I mean, Herbert's right now the leading candidate. I would say for, you know, hey, I Cameron I Cameron Jordan of the Saints came out to after the game and said that dude's a baller. He's going to be special. And I mean, when you've got defensive guys and on, on the other team saying that about you, that's pretty high praise. Patriots and the Broncos were postponed, and the uh, Bills and the Titans are playing tonight. Um, we kind of covered everything there on the rest of the NFL notes. So let's uh, let's go to the Week 6 matchups and the quick turnaround for is – is that the Thursday game? No, there is, is no, the, there is no it, Thursday it, game the, this week. Th- there is no Thursday game this week. All right, mm-hmm. so um, we'll start with the Texans and the Titans. Again, Tennessee playing right now as we record this, so they could be 4-0 by the time they get there. We, we don't know, but I think – Tennessee, obviously. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, especially at home. Um, this is one that probably Phil Rivers, your boy, needs to win against the Bengals. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, you have to? You have to win. This is a must win for his career here. Because otherwise, I mean, 
that's another team that I think is built to win right now in their mind. And well, that's why they signed him. Yeah. But, boy, can you bench your $25 million quarterback I after six weeks? I don't know how you can. Yeah. Um, here's a pile God. of garbage. Falcons with an interim coach. There's a couple and... more hotter piles of garbage than this one, believe oh, okay. it or not. I haven't, I haven't looked at the rest yeah. of the slate, but this one looks pretty bad. 0-5 Atlanta at 1-4 Minnesota. Um, would you think an interim coach goes to Minnesota and the Vikings find a way to lose this one like they've lost the rest of them? Is it time for Zimmer to go? Uh, well, it, yeah, it might be. I mean, is that the nail? This is the who's going to shit their pants last ball. <laughs> because what they both just find ways to lose and shit their pants at the end of the game. Who's going to do it? <laughs> you can't even say whoever has the ball last is going to win because that might not even be true. Broncos 1-3 and three against the Patriots 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, that's the postponed game. I, okay. Great. The no name Washington team against yeah, I mean the, oh, this man. is just you're right I I don't which one would you take I just watch the Vikings because like, it's the division this, that, this game is like when you're when you're walking around your yard and you step in dog crap and it gets in the treads of your shoes oh. and you have to like get the screwdriver out and oh. get it out of your tread that's this game this game is the stuff in your tread that's a really good never game. I can't even did you just think of that I did I can't even imagine anything. On the planet that would get me to watch that game that wasn't an accident. Like, I just accidentally, oh, shit, I hit the I hit the button on the Red Zone channel. No way. <laughs> if it comes up on the Red Zone channel, I'm changing it to Fox. Not watching that. 4-1 <laughs> Baltimore against 1-3-1 Philly. This could be a uh, tough start, tougher start for the Eagles. Yeah. I, like I said, Baltimore pounds on shitty teams, but I'm not sure. sure that Philly's a Philly's shitty team, shitty. right? I, I don't know. Um, Here's a good one, though. I'll be curious about this because this is kind of a next step up from that Colts game that was a statement win for the Browns. Now you get an undefeated Steeler team, and you got to go to Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's good. Yes. they got a nice team. So that that's probably going to be a very interesting game. We talked about the Bears in Carolina. Well, it's, just before you move oh, sure. on to the, yep. off the Cleveland-Pittsburgh one, that's kind of a that's kind of a put-your-big-boy-pants-on game. Right. That's going to be hard-hitting. You are going to be going up against a guy in Roethlisberger who's seen and done it all, and Baker Mayfield for Cleveland being four and one. He particularly hasn't been that good. I mean, they've won with some some trickery, and they've got a, they've got a good defense. Um, this is a game that if Cleveland wants to kind of put themselves on the map here, this would be a huge win for them. I, I mean, we don't have the stats or anything. No. I can't imagine they have won in Pittsburgh in a very long time. So. Probably not. Um, side note: I really like Baker Mayfield's acting chops. Not bad. In a little too many commercials, but yeah, not but, bad. But what he does and he's asked to do, yeah. it seems pretty natural, and I think I can buy it. Like when he drops the keys inside of the gate and he's holding the groceries, yeah. and it's like, oh, come on. When he's putting the covers on the seats, right? Hey, well, if you help me, we go twice as fast. The guy's like the seats. Like, what are you talking about? Bears in Carolina. We already talked about that. Okay, here's, here's the other. Here's, here's the other toilet bowl. Lions one and three. Jaguars one and four. Well, I think if Matt Patricia loses this game, he gets fired. I think you have to. Because but, what's the point in keeping him around? You're one and four again. You're not making the playoffs yeah. again. And this guy has had three kicks at the cat. And and I think you. And, and again, I th- it's it's going to be like a Matt Ryan situation. You got to start thinking about moving on from Stafford. I mean, 
what's he done you know, for, for you? Yeah, you can't you can't win with him. I'm not saying he's bad, but you can't. The Detroit Lions cannot win with Matt Stafford as their quarterback. It's just not going to happen. I don't know how you get rid of him, but I don't know. There's no contract that's untradeable. That's one thing I've learned in the last couple of years of sports that anybody can be moved. Jets are going to be 0-6 because they should not go to Miami and win. The Dolphins should get back to 500. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think. And then it's another week of how does he still have, how does Adam Gay still have a job? Yeah. Well, them pitchers, man. Is he going to make it to the end of the season? I mean, that to me right now would be the gamble in Vegas. If he hasn't been fired by now, what does it take? Are the Jets just being nice because it's like, they don't want to put another dude out of work. We got enough out of work people in this country. They don't want to fire somebody. Like, what is sure, it? Sure, I'm sure it's a big humanitarian thing with them. Uh, Packers who are unbeaten going to Tampa Bay. I mean, this is uh, probably the game of the week. Um, oh yeah, we get uh, we, we we get we get the crew. We get Buck yeah, and Aikman and yeah. all those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of a must win for Tampa. Um, you know, they've been really up and down. Like we said, they've got some issues, but. They're explosive, and if this gets into a shootout, I think Tampa's got a little better D than the Packers, but uh, with Adams coming back at presumably full strength, it's going to be tough to to outscore Green Bay. Packers turned up the heat inside the Don Hudson Center to try and simulate what they could, and they're expecting you know mid to upper eighties and humid. It's just an old. I, I wish I wish Tampa would wear the old uh, orange throwback with the old Buccaneer and, and the on the swashbuckler. Yeah, yeah, the white, the all whites yep. with the with the cream and and uh, let Vinny Testaverde do the coin flip. Like take me back to like NFC late eighties yes. NFC Central. Absolutely, Don Mikulski, Vinny Testaverde. I'm with you. 100%. Yeah. I love that That's, idea. I, lo- I love that rivalry. That was a fun one. Rams and the Niners. I mean, San Francisco San could Francisco, go further down. Yeah, they lose this game. They're out. Because you're in last in your division, and you're in the best division in football. You're you're done. And I mean, they, they benched Garoppolo, and they said it was because he has he's had this ankle injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you going to play him this week? Are you going to let Aaron Donald and that Rams D-line tee off on him? You're right. Or are you just going to throw your back out there and be like, well, we're not going to win? You're just caving in already before the game. I don't know. It's a good question. This is this is another good one here. Double header on Monday Night Football. The the first game is definitely the better one. We could see a 5-0 and Bills team hosting uh, a 4-1 and Chiefs team, mm-hmm. which I think, I think coming after last week, Kansas City is probably pretty pissed. Losing to Vegas. Well, and this is oh, the rare Monday night game I think I'm going to watch that doesn't involve one of the, our teams. Um, I'd be interested to see what happens in the Buffalo game tonight being mm-hmm. on the road against a pretty good Titans team. But this is kind of a contrast to styles a little bit, and I'm, I'm anxious to see. I, I wish that it was – I wish there were fans because Buffalo's got such great, crazy fans that – want to see people. It'd be all, it's always fun, like, for a Monday night. I'm sure the parking lot would be insane. Would be filled with half tables and oh, things yeah. like that. Yes, of course. The uh, second one, I'll be curious to see how Andy Dalton does. Um, you know, you brought up, you know, the good point, probably the best backup in the league, and he didn't really seem – 
you know, to flinch when he got put in. No. Um, last week when, when Dak went out, but Arizona is your kind of sleeper team this year. Yeah. They're, this uh, could be a big win for them, but they've kind of. I'm not of sure they're that good. Regressed a little bit. I'm not sure they're that good, but they do have the opportunity to be foreign too. So it's kind of like the Bears, man. You know, if you can win a couple of these games on the road against shitty teams that you're supposed to win, all of a sudden, nine and 10 wins is in sight. You got a shot. Uh, Tennessee, they're almost close to halftime. Titans are up 21-10 over the Bills. Mm, okay. So that is the uh, the rest of the NFL talk for this edition as we're almost 10 minutes away from an hour already, but that's the NFL. What do you want? Um, baseball, I know you had mentioned that the, with the playoffs, you're really now kind of more engaged because it's good baseball yeah, man. again, some good announcers. And, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've been yeah. watching a ton of baseball this playoffs. Finally got to see some good baseball after a summer of not good baseball. Right. That's true. I don't think we need to say any more than no. that. Um, I'm really hoping for a Rays-Braves World Series. That was just the thought that was reverberating in my head um, because I'm tired of watching the Dodgers and nobody should want the Astros to win. No, no. And and the Dodgers, like, I mean, if they can't win it this year. Right. I, look I mean, they got look beat, at who you got. They got beat last night. Kershaw got scratched today with an owie. Yep. Um, I mean, Dak Prescott's foot falls off, and Kershaw can't play because he's got an owie. I mean, come seriously? Trying for a World Series. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I've enjoyed it. Um, as we said, there's there's fans at the uh, Braves-Dodgers series in Texas. Um, the Rays and uh, Astros are in San Diego. I'm not sure why the American League is playing in the National League Stadium and the I, National League is playing the American. I don't get I that. Everything that I read was that everybody was going to play at is it Globe Life or whatever think, it is in yeah. Arlington and where the World Series. I thought once they got to the to the championship series for both, I did too. But everybody I, was going to be there. I guess that's not the case. But okay. it's been fun to watch. It's good to hear BA Brian Anderson back on the baseball call after doing his NBA bubble duties. Um, he just signed a big extension with TNT for like five years and. Well, you and I were talking about announcers before we came downstairs, and it's like we, and, and a lot of people say this, and I think, you know, a lot of it is gushing, but at the same time, you step back and you look at the announcers that you have on a lot of the teams around here that we like, we got a good batch of regional announcers. We do. That a lot of people nationally don't get a chance to hear sometimes as far as the teams that are around here. Look, I was watching uh, a couple games of the Cardinal Padre series, and the announcers were atrocious for ESPN. <laughs> one of them was Rick Sutcliffe. Uh, I think I think one of the games they had that Jessica Mendoza on. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the play-by-play guy was. It was I had to mute it. It was bad. And I get it. You're in three different locations. It's not normal. Yada yada yada. But it's like, man, you give me BA and Rock, or you give me LePay and Rock. It's Ten times better, right? And I told, and I was telling you, like once in a while on Directv at the beginning of the NBA season, you'll get like two weeks of NBA League Pass for free. So I'll watch just a random game. It'll be like the, you know, the Kings versus the Magic, and you hear like the Magic home announcers or something, and you're like, oh my god, these guys are terrible. Like, <laughs> give me Paschke and Marcus or Novak and or McLaughlin. Like, put Ted Davis. They're so yeah. much better. Right. And, and like with Euchre and Ted Davis with the Bucks. Even as much as I don't like the guy, Wade Larrabee's very good at his he's job. Very, and he's, he's, you know? he does basketball, like, he does college football. I he's mean, better he's... than the guys the Bears have. So, you know, we're we're pretty lucky in the state. And then, you, you know, you throw in LePay with 
with the Badgers. And I mean, if you can get past the fact that he's kind of a toolbox, even throw in Homer with Marquette basketball. Um, and they've got we've got some pretty good guys in the state to listen to. Where do you and, and that brings up a really good point because I hear this from Cubs fans all the time, and you're you're a Bears fan, so you and you obviously are in you know you are endeared to Bob Euchre much like I am. Where are you at with a lot of the fans from either the Cubs or the White Sox or people that live around here that sometimes listen to Brewer games and they say that Euchre is bad and they're like Pat Hughes is ten times better. Like I don't understand. Like they maybe they don't understand that it's a Euchre shtick and that's him rather than Hughes trying to. I'm not going to see be more professional because that's not what I mean, but. I guess he's more attentive to the game, whereas Euchre gives you kind of a, a lackadaisical story time version. Would, well, that, would the, that make sense? The Cubs, well, they're a different kind of broadcast because oh, sure. the Cubs are a duo. You know, it was it was Pat Hughes and Sano, right? And now it's Pat Hughes and I. I, I forget who he who he does the game with now, but it's a Coomer? it's a it's a duo. I don't know. You know, Euchre's always done it alone, and when you're alone, you have to fill time. You don't. He, I mean, you're going to have some dead air on the radio, but you don't want it to be complete dead air where he's just calling balls and strikes. So, yeah, he's got to tell stories and he's got to go off on little tangents. And you know, it's sure I get it's an acquired taste. I think there were probably people that listened to Vin Scully that didn't appreciate what he did. Um, but and and I like Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes learned at the feet of Bob Euchre. Right. That's where he 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 was he was the Jeff Levering. Corey Provis, Jim Powell. Jim Powell. He yeah. was that guy when we were kids, and then he ended up getting the Cub job and, and has done very well for himself. I like. I, I mean, I have no problem listening to a Cub game. I, no. I enjoy listening to Pat Hughes because he is professional and, and calls a good game. And it's, I get it. It's all about taste, and I'm sure that if you ask the Dallas Mavericks announcer if they like Paschke and, and McLaughlin, they'd probably say, no, they're hokey. Right. You know, it's Midwest hokiness. Well, okay, fine, that's fair, but you know there are some bad announcers. There's some bad ones at the national level. I just think we're pretty lucky to have some of the guys that we have, and and I think that everybody in Janesville is pretty lucky to have you and me. <laughs> how do you like that? I like you got how do you like them apples? Absolutely, that's yes. right. You are people don't know how lucky they you are. are. Damn lucky. Should be throwing money at us. Oh my God. Uh, let's move to the NBA. You can take this away. I did not watch a game. Yeah, I didn't watch much. Of the finals. Neither did America. All I did was watch your Twitter reactions <laughs> to the NBA, which got better as the series moved on. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers won in six uh, in a route in game six uh, Sunday night, which I'm sure had uh, all the NBA executives just not happy. I mean, your penultimate game of the season – the crowning of the so-called king the of the NBA and also the most maybe the most famous one of the three most famous sports teams in America along with the Cowboys and the Yankees and the Lakers and 5 million people watched the game i'm sure that there were tv sets all over america turning that game off by halftime because it was a blowout turning over to baseball or football or whatever um LeBron won the MVP, which everybody figured he would. And I think that um, they're going to probably win another title or two in the next two to three years. Anthony Davis is 27 years old. And LeBron's 35. People want to act like he's 100. Oh, 17 years, and he's 35. Oh, my God. It's like, dude, 
He spends over a million dollars a year on his body. You will never convince me that he isn't on something. Um, he's never been hurt, and he doesn't play all the games. So it's not that surprising that he's still really good at this age. And and frankly, the game of basketball has never been easier to play, um, especially offensively. And he's going to be able to do this. I mean, I was thinking about it today, like... Brady's 43. Breeze is 41. I remember Favre played till he was 40. Kareem was 40. Like, uh, I remember um, Jack Nicholas. Jack, yeah, Jack Nicholas won the Masters at 46. Like, we're just going to start seeing that now, I think. I don't think it's going to be that abnormal. Like, it was really abnormal when Nicholas won in 86 when he was 46. But, like, last year at 49, Phil Mickelson won, like, two tournaments and played – I don't know if he played a full season, but he played the majority of the golf season. So I think it's very possible that LeBron gets to six or seven rings, uh, especially if he continues to play with Anthony Davis and the Lakers can go out and get another guy. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility at all. Obviously, that has fueled the, the stupid goat conversation again, which I'm not going to relitigate because it's just boring. Um, but... For some reason, LeBron, as great of a player as he is, and as much as I don't like him, he's he is the second or third, depending on how you feel about Kareem, greatest player ever. Um, he, for some reason, he feels that he's disrespected because he said in his post-game interview as he was getting the MVP that he wanted his damn respect. Apparently, as Stephen A. Smith laughed today as he made fun of Kendrick Perkins on their show. Apparently it's sacrilegious to say that in the 75 years of the NBA that you're the second greatest dude to ever walk on a floor. Apparently that's disrespectful. Who who knew? Uh, but for, for whatever reason, LeBron doesn't seem to connect with the casual basketball fan. Somebody like you, mm-hmm. who you'd watch a Buck game, yeah. You, if it was on Christmas Day, there's some games on, you'll check them out. You'll sure. have it on when your kids are opening presents yeah. or whatever. Yep. But if Michael Jordan was playing, you're watching the game, especially if it's the finals. We've been over this. That's when I was on a, it was a random Tuesday or Wednesday. There was nothing going on. I'm done with my homework. I'm flipping around. Don't know what's on. Trying to find something. I land on WGN. They're the Bulls. Yeah. Against a random team. Doesn't that matter. I, They're playing the Nets in February. Right. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I stop. I watch. Yeah. That's yeah. what Jordan meant, and maybe it was because I was younger. I, I don't know why it did when, when I was younger, and it doesn't matter now, but you're right. Something about LeBron just... It There's does, a disconnect. It there. doesn't hit home with me, and I don't. I don't know if it's all of the political stuff. I don't know if it's the manipulation, the the perceived manipulation of always having to stack the deck in his favor that turns people off. Maybe that's part of my problem because, and you see the Jordan teams, but it's not like he manipulated that to the point where all he brought and talked with all those guys and said, you got to come here. There's, you brought up a good point on Twitter. It's, it's just, there's something wrong with, you know, saying I'm going to go here. I want these guys. This is how I'm going to win a championship. That just doesn't seem to me to be in the best interest of 
sports. Well, and it takes the fun out of being that's, a fan. That's what I mean. It, it really does. Like, the NBA has done well when they've had these super teams monetarily. You know, when you have Shaq and Kobe on the same team, you have Wade and LeBron in Miami, you have the guys in Golden State. Like, yeah, you're going to sell a bunch of jerseys, and when those teams are on, on Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock, the ratings are going to be good. But it's like, what team are they going to be on next year? See, and that's the thing. And who are they going to go get, and who are they going to try? How are they going to try and stack the deck in their favor? Maybe it's different because I like and because I'm connected to a small market like Milwaukee. I would have cared more about LeBron, and I think I did a little bit more when he went back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And he got a championship for them. You know, it's a good homecoming story. There's a little bit of an investment, you know, there regionally for him where it's like he goes to Miami and he recruits a couple of dudes, don't care. Goes to Miami, recruits a couple of dudes, don't care. He's in Cleveland, oh, okay. You at least have my attention. Right. Whereas I, I don't care where where he is. If it's a big market team that gets all the attention and all the all the draw and, you know, and it just doesn't do anything. Well, and one of the things that he's been getting credit for is winning three titles and three finals MVPs with different teams. And it's like, well, that's because nobody else did that. Like, nobody nobody tried. Michael Jordan didn't say, hey, I want to win six titles, but I want to do it with four teams. Like, that wasn't a thing. Magic right. Johnson didn't want to win titles with the Lakers and then go play for the Clippers. Right. Like He's like, no, I'm a Laker. You know, so to give a guy credit for that is kind of weird, but the awful ratings is is a interesting topic, just in general. And the NBA has kind of bared the brunt of this because they've been pretty bad, and people are trying to hang it on the social justice thing, uh, which is it's a part of it. Whether people want to acknowledge it or not, it's a part of it. Um, but sports in general are down right now. Even the NFL's number, they're not down much, but they're down a little bit. That's strange to me, considering that when we were going through the the heights of the lockdown and the quarantine in the spring and the early summer, like we were dying for something. We were watching Korean baseball and people were watching like Italian soccer and shit. Like I thought, I would have thought that this stuff would have been through the roof. So. Is it the social just like just pertaining to the NBA? Is it the social justice thing? Is it because the product isn't as good? Because as I said on Twitter, it's kind of, in my opinion, it's the open gym championship. Um, it didn't really feel like playoff basketball. It didn't feel like championship basketball. I mean, there were some great individual performances, but it just didn't feel like it was the finals to me. Um, I think the lack of rivalries because of all of the player movement really, really hurts that league. Uh, baseball's not about team rivalries as much, although regionally there are those, you know, Cub Red Sox, or I'm sorry, Cub Cardinal, Yankee Red Sox, Dodger Giant. There are some of those. Football thrives on it. Basketball really has none of it. And I don't know if it's any one of those three things, if it's a combination, but they got a five rating in their championship game on Sunday night. And I know it's apples and oranges and the world has changed and they're streaming and all this different stuff. In game six of the 98 finals, Michael Jordan's last game as a bull, the rating was 35. Seven times more. So, wow. The LeBron sycophants have a million excuses as to why this is. 
Um, I don't think many of them are valid. I think the three I just laid out right now today have to be the biggest factors. I'm not sure which one it is, but the, the, the NBA already came out and said, we're not doing the Black Lives Matter on the floor next year. We're not doing the names on the jerseys because I think they know. It's a turnoff. It turned off. And I read a really good article today from it's your boy Clay Travis's Outkick, but it was a guy that wrote it. It was a really good, pretty non-biased article, and Bob Costas was in it. And he said, look, he goes, it doesn't matter what your political stance is on this stuff. It is a it is a black or white, not, not right. I'm not talking about race. race. I'm yeah. just saying, like, it's a black or white issue on what side are you on. And at the end of the day, the NBA is a business, and they cannot afford to bring those kind of political issues into their game because people want to turn their brain off of that shit for two hours in a basketball game or three or four in a football-baseball game. They don't want to deal with it. They just want to have fun. And if a guy wants to say something in his post-game press conference to the media, more power to you. You want to tweet something? Great. I don't have to follow you. I can mute you. I can do whatever. I can turn my phone off, whatever. If I don't want to see it, I can change the channel. But you can't be doing that crap in the game, and I think the proof is showing that. Even baseball with the sitting out, I think, pissed yep. people off. I think uh, just a couple of things, and, I, and then we can finish up with some college and, and, and high school stuff. Going back to your point about the LeBron being the second best player and being disrespectful, and we go back to the Jordan thing, if you're a casual NBA fan and you are the second best player, just for argument's sake, in league history, and you can't rope me into watching a game, there's probably a problem with you, not with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's something that maybe needs to be examined. And I'm sure people with giant egos, they don't want to Well, hear no, no, that. no. They're, they're just surrounded by people that are always telling them, right. yes. But if you want me to tune in, and I can't because you and, like, there's something about it. I mean, it's proven that... I've been interested. You've had me before. How can you get me again? It's not with that guy. Can you imagine? It's just not. Can you imagine when Tom Brady won his fourth Super Bowl if he had said that now I deserve my goddamn respect because he thought that he was better than Joe Montana? Because that's what it boils down to with LeBron. No, you're right. LeBron... Thinks he's better than Jordan. His goal is to be better than Jordan. I believe he's obsessed with being, quote-unquote, better than Jordan. I'd agree with that. But there's a large segment of the population of a certain age that are never going to change their mind. We are of that age. I've lived through both entireties. My mind's not going to be changed. It's not about the stats. It's not about the rings. It's about the experience. Jordan drew you in. He was awe-inspiring. LeBron's just brute force. It's Shaq. It's Shaq with, with, with handles. That's all it is. And I guess as far as the ratings down, I, I think I probably agree with you on the social justice uh, aspect. I can't speak to the poor, poor product because I don't watch it off. The lack of rivalries makes sense to me. This, as much as it was planned and thought out and well executed in the mm-hmm, bubble, mm-hmm. it just still seemed thrown together and forced that this is what we're doing, here's your product, Go. Well, the NBA got the result they wanted, which was LeBron James and the Lakers to win the title. That is that is their cash cow. That is what they wanted. The reason why they came back and were so excited and forceful in coming back is because they knew they didn't want to deprive him and that team of this glory because it's perceived to be good for the league. And it probably is monetarily and the bottom line. It probably is good for the Lakers to be good and LeBron to be on the Lakers and win a title. But... 
I think it's just the casual fan. You know, Colin Cowherd likes to make the comment that he uh, he cares about the the uh, Midwest states when he flies over them. Well, that's the problem with today's sports media is there's so much coastal bias. They don't take into effect that most of the leagues are not on the coast. Right. So if you can't if you can't draw zone. in the white farmer in Nebraska, Michael Jordan drew that guy in. That guy bought Jordans. They're not buying LeBron's. Michael Jordan still outsells every dude in the league today, and he hasn't played a game in 20 years. So, whatever. Um, We're about a week and a half away from Badger football. I found our conversation the other day really, really interesting because you you were kind of bagging on the Big Ten um, who wants him back? Honestly, haven't noticed, and you've been fairly critical of a lot of the guys of, of the teams in the college football playoff. But you said you've been watching a lot of college football and been very entertained by teams like uh, Alabama. I mean, obviously not Big Twelve because there's no defense to be played whatsoever. Um, but I think you're right in the fact that nobody wants to see Ohio State back. But at the same time, if I have to take Ohio State to get Wisconsin. I'm, I'm going to take the whole thing. Well, the whole thing kind of came up because on Sunday when I was over at my parents' house, my dad and I were talking about it, and he he just said to me, and he's a, he, he's a Badger fan. He's not like crazy psycho Barry Schmolt Badger fan, but my dad likes the Badgers. <laughs> and he's like, you know, he goes, I haven't thought about a Badger game on a Saturday all fall. And he goes, I haven't even thought of it. And I was like, you know, I really haven't either. I haven't, and I like watching the Badgers. I'm like, I really haven't missed it. And, you know, I've watched, you know, one of the reasons why I'm watching more college football on Saturday is because I'm home with the puppy and I'm just kind of dinking around the house and I've got it on. And it's not like I'm sitting there watching the full game. I'm flicking around between a couple games and, you know, walking in and out of the room. But, you know, it's on where it used to be not so much on. And and maybe part of it was I wasn't as home as much and whatever. But um, I just think the Big Ten looks really bad. I think they look very foolish, and they look very reactionary in the wrong way from what they did a couple of weeks ago with postponing the season. To be fair, they were the first ones to say, we got to get our asses back to the table. Yeah, well, that's because they they made a poor decision. And now everybody has followed them. Yeah, I mean, these other leagues... Everybody that's jumped off is now back. Yeah. Or these, going to be. These other leagues have been able to navigate this. They've all had their issues, and they've all adapted and overcome them. Um, I, I just... You know, it was a mistake, and it, it cost all of those schools a lot of money. And I hope that the people that made those decisions are okay with that because they got nobody to blame but themselves. And yeah, my whole thing is just trying to fuck with you guys because you guys are such college football nerds. That's, that's right. It's like who the fuck wants to watch Ohio State, Illinois? What, what, fifty-five to three? Boy, there's a barn burner. God, See, that's fun. That's the thing, though. It's like well, that Northwestern Purdue game. <laughs> Holy shit, what a game. I don't watch generally, unless it's a big matchup like Alabama-LSU or even the Red River, you know, if it's Oklahoma and Texas, which, I mean, this past week. But um, it was just, if I, if there's a random South Carolina against, I don't know, Auburn, I'm probably not going to watch. If it is Northwestern against Purdue, I'll watch just because it's Big Ten. It's just what I do. Like, I'll watch the Cubs or I'll watch the Cardinals, you know, or maybe somebody in, like, if I'll watch the Vikings or the Bears, you know, because it's someplace in the division. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a high-profile national game with a top-ten team, 
you probably don't have my attention, even if it's a worse game that the Big Ten is going to trot out. So I guess I miss that. When I'm clicking around and I see all these games, I'm like, why is this game getting national attention? It's because there are so fewer options, and that's what they have to mm-hmm. air now. Right, right. And, and I, I, I would. I'd much rather watch a Michigan-Michigan State game or, you know, Iowa against Minnesota or something like that. I, I, that's just That's just me, and I think – Badger fans that are hardcore into the Big Ten, and yeah, they hate Ohio State, and they hate the Gophers, and they and they hate Harbaugh. I think a lot of them are probably the same way, where it's like it, it, they miss the Big Ten. They don't miss Ohio State kicking the shit out of everybody, but I think they miss just that general platter of games that are available on Saturday. Yeah, sure. I, I guess that's all. I, was I just saying. like to watch the best players, and they're in the, they're in the SEC. I know you're so you're not wrong. I ain't watching no MAC football on Tuesday nights. Can't wait. Can't wait that's, for that's what Saturday afternoon Big Ten, Big Twelve football's for. Red hot it's the same matching. shit, just different helmets <laughs> and a little bit better players in the Big Twelve. Well, that's that's, about that's it. probably true. Um, so the Badgers a week and a half. They who, announced, do they, who do they play? They announced Friday, Illinois, uh, who beat them last year. So this is going to be so is one this, of those things. Is this Friday night thing? Like I've been hearing some stuff that Barry Alvarez know. just loves Friday nights because the atmosphere is so great. But I would think it would be as a fan. I would think it would be a nightmare. Why would I want to drive into Madison at 5 o'clock? Well, there's and nobody the, here now, like, so, I mean, it's not going to matter. Well, I know, but if going forward, if he tries to play more Friday night games. Well, he like, has the last couple of years on just, Labor Day weekend. I, I know. I mean, I know some people that I work with that are season ticket holders are like, yeah, we're not going to that. We're not, we, get, we, we have to work, and then now what? We have to drive into rush hour traffic right. in Madison to go to a football? Like, No. My, I mean, clearly to me, and I don't have anything to back this up. And I, I said to Al yesterday or uh, this morning when we were off the air, I said I would be curious to see what the difference in payout is for a Friday night or a Saturday, eleven a.m. two thirty kickoff. Is there a difference? Mm -hmm. How much more money is Wisconsin going to get for moving that game up and being? You probably get more eyeballs Friday, right? That's what I mean. I mean because you're more of a standalone game. You're going to get more ratings. Does that mean more money for the athletic department? I don't know. Well, yeah, but at that point, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Start playing Wednesday? Like, come on. I think Barry clearly is going to do whatever it takes to get the most attention where nobody else is around. And if it comes with a couple of extra greenbacks. Why not? Because well, the high school football people, this year's an exception because there is there's not even close to the amount of games being played at, on Friday night under the lights that should be. Like this year doesn't bother me. Well, I, mostly because I don't have to make a decision yes, on right, right. where we're going to have to move a Craig or Parker game to air the Badgers. This year I don't care. Friday night, fine, do it. It's 2020. Stuff's fucked up beyond recognition anyway. Let's do it. I think it's very interesting, though, that Alvarez is kind of taking the position of, I don't really give a shit about the high schools. Very much. I don't really give a shit if the high school coaches are pissed off at us in the program because, you know what, we're the fucking Badgers, and if we want your lineman, he's going to come here. Whether you like what we when we play or not, coach of Broadhead or right. Footville or whatever, Footville. if you got if fucking Travis Frederick is at your school right. in some little dinky-ass town in the western part of the state, we're the fucking Badgers, and if we want him, he'll come here. We don't need your permission. So That's true. I, I just think it's just a bad— It's not a great look. No, it's not. But, but I don't when think has, he cares. When has Barry cared about, about PR? Well, I mean, look at him. For that. Right. He's a giant tomato. He hasn't cared about, what, about appearances in three decades. 
since his son microwaved a parakeet Jesus. or whatever it was when he did that. Yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. I think uh, I think I know the girl that married that guy. Really? I'm pretty sure. Oh man. All right, let's close with some high school athletics. Um, I don't know whether we're going to be having having basketball games. Um, you, you follow a lot of the same high school people that I do. Mm-hmm. This has been the last couple of weeks in game in time leading up to every Friday night. Which school is postponing? So and so is looking for an opponent. Like I can't keep track of this shit. Like. People are scrambling to find opponents because people are having to opt out, the ones that are still playing, because there's an outbreak at the school or they have to shut down for a couple of weeks and there's no sports and then the opponents left scrambling. Um, but they, the WIA released a 21-page report with guidelines and of protocols, recommendations, suggestions, however you want to say, for winter sports in the hope that they're going to be able to play. And you and I both kind of sifted through the basketball stuff and made some made some notes. Um, high contact sports like wrestling, I don't know how you can do this. I really don't. Too much drooling, right? Drooling and nut grabbing. Well, it's, it's sucking on lemons and spitting in the fucking drinking fountain. Sorry, Coach O, but that's just the truth. <laughs> I, I don't think he listens anyway. His son might. He'll probably get a call today. Yeah, sorry, I, I, I apologize. No, but that's fine. I watched Treloff and Loveland walking around in full sweatpants, sucking lemons and spitting in the drinking fountain with big loogies. I, no. I just, I can't. But no, but, that, you're right. It's going to be, I don't think they're going to play. I really don't. Um, I think there's too many people that are calling the shots that are doing it from hiding under their desk for fear of um, litigation or being called out on social media or whatever it is that people that make decisions fear these days. Um, it, it's unfortunate. We saw some of the guidelines, as you said, that come out. Um, you know, there's going to be no fans. They might let a parent or, or a, a sibling in. No band, no palm, no cheerleader. Um, it's going to basically be the team. Bring your own clothes. They're, bring your own water. I won't be surprised if they try to limit the coaching staffs to maybe one assistant. There probably won't be any water water boy or water girl or student manager there. Um, they're going to have to socially distance at the uh, scorer's table. Um, they're going to if if they allow media in. I don't know where the hell they're going to put us. They're going to they're talking about having us wear a mask as we broadcast a game on the radio, oh, which I don't know how the hell that's going to work. Um, I don't know, man. It's not looking good. I don't have very very good feeling about it um, because uh, you know. It seems like to the east of us, it's better. It's better, yep. and they're they're going ahead like the Classic Eight and some of those some of the you know, really the better football schools in the state. They're playing, and they well, haven't seemed to have much of an issue over there health wise. Southwest area too, Darlington, yeah, you know Prairie du Chien, some of those other places. And you and you would think the, the rural, going. you would think the smaller rural schools would be okay, but then you get up by Green Bay and it's a mess. So right. I don't I don't know what to make of that, but. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you don't want to put anybody in harm's way that's going to get them sick and yada, yada, yada. We know that 99.9% of these high school kids will be fine um, and 99.9% of their families will be fine. I mean, obviously, you know, we've got a, our buddy Vic Herps who has had some health issues and he does the scores table at the games. I don't know if that's something he will continue to want to do, if it's worth the right. risk for him. And and that's the thing with this stuff, and, and I don't mean to make light of it, but you have to, at the end of the day, have a personal responsibility and make, make a choice on whether or not it's worth the risk. Look, 
it sucks if you're a kid and you're a senior or even a junior and your mom has is recovering from breast cancer. Yeah, maybe you can't play this year, man, and that really sucks, and I'm sorry about that. And if that was me in that position, I would be furious and irate. But like you said, it's just a messed up year and it's a bad situation. But we can't punish everybody and hold out everybody right? and hold out the people that are willing to take take the risk, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, and a lot of these kids in various sports, they're playing for their futures. They're playing to go to college. They're playing to get a scholarship. Um, so this is, you know, it's not just as cut and dry as, that's ah, just high school sports, who cares? It, it's it's not that. that. That'd be like telling a, a kid who's really good in math, eh, whatever, you, you just don't get to take calculus. Right. You just can't take it. I know you're a senior and you need it for college and it's part of your, one of your requirements to get into your major, but sorry, teacher just can't risk it. Well, and, and that's where I, that's kind of where I fall on the athletics part when I hear a lot of these, you know, it's people that don't know what they're talking about that say that. Refer- they never participate. Referendums that that include upgrades to athletic facilities. It's like, why do we care so much about sports? It's the people that have never picked up a ball or a bat or a yep. racket or ran or done anything like that to, to realize what kind of value that has in a kid's life and with their upbringing and what having organized sports does for them and the memories that it can make. Being part it's of a just, team. Right. It's teamwork. just and building friendships and yep. relationships and, you know, what. Whatever. And, and having that coach-player relationship, I mean, there I remember all, almost all of my coaches growing up because they had an impact on my life in some way, well, positive at, or negative. Yeah, look at you and me. I mean, you are doing football games on the radio with your old high school football coach. I yes. mean, that's cooler than hell. Right. I get to walk into the gym at Craig and see Coach Suter and Jack Every game, and I get to talk to them and stuff, and and see how their families are doing, and you know, talk about this and that, and it's it's you can't you can't put a price on that no, stuff. and it is really irritating when people just try to minimize the whole. Why do we care so much about sports? Well, then either you must have not had a very good experience, or you had no experience. Well, it's it's there's something in your life that you care about that way that I don't give a shit about that right. I think is stupid. So it's the same thing. I mean, maybe you're a. a classic pianist or maybe you you know you're a hunter or what whatever it is i might think it's stupid or not worth the money but but it was valuable in your life and absolutely. it is right now you may say to me i've my dad and i we've gone up north and our family we've gone deer hunting for 50 years and this is our thing awesome awesome i'm not telling you that it for sucks. a lot of people sports right. is a big deal yep and like you said the the friendships the camaraderie the opportunities later in life with these people that you meet that might not even be on your team, might be a ref, might be another coach, right. might be a, a an opponent. End up living with them in college. You you don't know. Right. So yeah, I just I hope they find a way to do something, but I, I'm I'm not optimistic at all. Neither am I. And and I was going to this weekend or maybe it was in last weekend, I'm just it's starting to blur it. I was gonna put together a schedule and I'm like I don't even know that I want to yet because the Badgers haven't announced, you know, what they're doing. Um, they don't even have specific dates and times for all the football games yet. Right. And we're already looking at the winter. Well, what's the point? You I don't would, even know if you're right. going to freaking play them. That's what I mean. So so I'd rather, I'd, I'd just rather hold off until we get some sort of semblance of direction of where things are going. So good episode today. Um, I have three possible titles. We'll see which one I run with. 
for uh, I did my best for today. the upload. It was great. I did my best. It was fantastic. So thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing, uh, and as always, please tell your friends. We're building our listener base. We're closing in on episode 100. We'll figure out what we can do for that. Probably five minutes before we yeah, start recording. Give us a little feedback. You yeah. know, text me some some dirty ideas. I'll shoot them down, but I like to hear them at least. <laughs> anything anything inappropriate, it's, it's I'm game. So we will uh, we'll do our best to come up with stuff. But uh, we appreciate you listening every week, as always. I'm Josh. I'm Dan, and we will talk to you next time. Bears are four and one.